0: Welcome, welcome to episode 33 of Planning Face Syndicate. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, again, more spoilers. Spoiler alert. I don't have to say that because it's not part of the new Boba Fett show. Um, Tonight, we're going to be having a conversation about some of the new release spoilers from the AMG Mando pack and the Gauntlet Fighter. We're also going to have a conversation around Force Points, what four points are, how they interact with other, um, you know, different characteristics on the board and why they cost so much because they really do sometimes cost so much, especially if you're Count Dooku for some reason. I don't know why. Um, And then we're going to be diving into a list of viewer wanted us to review. And if we get time, we're going to be doing a construct the Death Star. With that being said, Why don't we go ahead and bring in my co-host for tonight. Mr. JJ and Mr. Charles. How are you all doing tonight? We don't have a J.J., but we have a a Charles.
1: (laughs) I am doing well. It has been a wonderful weekend. I had a pretty good holiday season. Um, Christmas, New Year's, and the like. It was pretty crazy, but good time. Uh, Apparently, uh... The goal for our neighbors was to turn Point Siena into Vietnam at midnight, uh, because that's really <laughs> what it sounded like outside. It sounded like the world had come to an end. Um, uh, JJ, you at least can somewhat understand because holy crap. Um, other than that, it was normal. It was normal. I didn't watch the ball drop or anything, I haven't done that since I was like a teenager. So, uh, but other than that, it's been pretty good. How about you guys?
0: Well, you you seem to have grown a pair of eyes since we last had you on the show. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I just I, like to say. That. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say it because I got, got new glasses. It.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? I couldn't wear them because of the Boba Fett helmet, but other than that,
0: yeah they they just they you, you could tell they look different. They don't look bad. They just it's just it stands out as a a Charles ish, um, you yeah, know I mean, thing.
1: They're... They're completely different from what my previous glasses were. Yeah, but... and I'll be
0: honest with you. I don't know how many times we've been on stream together, but I don't know if I've ever noticed you wearing glasses before. Every week, <laughs> so, you know, Every like... week.
2: <laughs> Every week.
0: It's yeah. just, maybe it's just me. Maybe because mine are dark and yours are, you know, clear. I, I don't know. I'm going to stop looking like a dumbass for now. And um... Um, <laughs> Bob said
1: I look like an extra from Falling
0: Down. All right. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I'm Michael, Michael Keaton stunt double.
0: That was Michael
1: Keaton. That was um, who's in that?
2: Now I gotta go look it up. Yeah. So for me, I had a good New Year's. Um, There's a golf resort near near me um, where they actually have like a whole fireworks show for every major holiday. And then of course, I'm like about ten miles away from Disney, um, so I can hear all their fireworks shows going off. And then the resort right next door also having their fireworks show going off. Um, so yeah it, it definitely sounded like you know the opening of a, of a theater of war outside um but yeah we stayed up watched the uh watched the ball drop um and uh, had to have a good time
0: yeah Awesome you should share that on our um our Facebook page uh for the link for that if you have one if it's public if it's not public don't share it um my New Year's was okay um it was better till about an hour ago so. Um, my son h- had like a cold and had gotten over, seemed to him be close to getting over it. So we had him come over from my ex's house for New Year's Eve because we usually do like a board game marathon. Um, and especially now that I have not, um, we don't go out drinking anymore. Um, really that much. So um stay in and drink. We do stay in and drink. Uh this year was <laughs> a lot less drinking, um, because my buddy, my buddy, uh uh, is on a drinking hiatus right now. So we did drink, but not he didn't drink. I, I didn't drink very much. Um, I probably had two 7-and-7s seven and a glass of scotch. Um, and, of course, no New Year's champagne because the wife doesn't like champagne. But anyway, so we, we played a bunch of board games. My son had a small cough. His stepfather tested negative for COVID. And then tonight we got a call from his stepfather uh, saying... Uh, he just tested positive for COVID, so we did a rapid test for my son at the store, who tested positive. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, super exciting for me. We got to figure out how to work and clean the house. Guess I don't get to go to my local tomorrow. So, but with I had direct exposure, so we won't be we won't be leaving the house for at least five days. Um, I feel fine personally. Um, and I will say, uh, what is nice is, you know, we've all been vaccinated. Um, so hopefully if we do get it, it won't hit hard, but if you know me, I'm a germaphobe. So, uh, as soon as my son got diagnosed or take that, took that test, I went around and started sanitizing the whole house. So.
2: Yeah. Do the same thing. Yeah. It's crazy. You're going to like fold, like, uh, disinfect mode. Like if you could even set up like a tent where they sprayed like all those, um, the sanitizers as people enter your house, I wish I could set that up so they can go through like a decontamination thing. That would <laughs> yeah. I'm clean. I'm clean.
0: <laughs> that would be me. Um, anyway, so other than that, we played a bunch of board games. We did not play any X-Wing cause nobody in my house seems to like X-Wing anymore. Um, but we did play our mansions of madness and they have like a train edition for it. Um, Ooh. Is it uh, like co- Mansion
1: of the Madness ticket to ride?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's it's like guided D&D, but it was on yeah. a train. So the oh, map right was just straight straight long. It took my whole table up. I should take a picture. So I didn't even think about that. Um, And so we had that, and then we also played this Nemesis game, and I don't know if anybody's ever played that. Yeah. But it Star is, Trek
2: right? Nemesis. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. This is just a Nemesis. It's like an alien knockoff game. Because they can't call oh. it aliens. Okay. But it's literally aliens. All the aliens look like the aliens from the movie.
1: They look like the Xenomorphs?
0: Yes, they're all Xenomorphs. Um, And I, I'm not a huge alien fan. Like, I like those movies. Don't get me wrong. I think they're really cool. But, like, I'm not obsessed with them. Um, But that game is insanely hard. Like, it is just, like... Like, it, basically, one of your comrades dies... And you have to go around throughout the spaceship to figure out if the spaceship's working, if you're going to Earth, then you have a private thing. And every time you move a room, you roll for, um, you know, noise and you can spawn these aliens that are insanely hard to kill. Um, And like, so the success rate on that game is like, I don't know, I think 30 percent. We did not. Damn. Um, I
1: have uh, I have a game like that. It's not aliens themed. Um, It is uh, it's called Yggdrasil. Um, It's very, all obviously based on the name, it's Norse-themed. It was uh, made by Z-Man Games, which was then absorbed by Asmodee, uh, and it's now out of print. But the entire game is, you play the Aesir gods trying to protect Valhalla from Ragnarok. And it, I am convinced that it is designed for you to lose. Um, I can count on one hand the number of times that we've actually won uh, that game, uh, and it's it's ridiculous. It's so damn hard. Yeah. So that That's sounds very similar.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it sounds like what JJ?
2: Like Dark Souls. Yeah. It sounds exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: I like Dark like Souls. Dark Souls, but on a board game.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we played those. We played a couple other games too that were a little bit lighter, but those are the two big ones that that we played. Um. Because you know, Mansions of Madness is a two-hour event plus set up and tear down time half the time so <laughs> um
2: especially if you're the only person who's actually setting up or tearing down yeah I know that's that's
0: me yeah well what sucks is um now I can't I have to go see figure out if I'm gonna sanitize all those or do I just quarantine them because my son was touching them you know it, for like two weeks which is we'll probably just quarantine them because I don't really feel like, like you know how am gonna take me to sanitize every one of those damn pieces? Like about as
1: long as it would take to sanitize a uh, a set of uh Gloomhaven. God, I can't even oh, imagine. Yeah.
2: hell no. Like
1: like I have anxiety just thinking about having to sanitize a Gloomhaven set.
0: It's a good yeah, thing we didn't no. play Gloomhaven this weekend. That oh. was on the agenda. So
1: I have the Jaws of the Lion version of Gloomhaven, which is um Think of like a D&D starter box where the characters, like the cards are dumbed down a little bit. So you have to read what they do and it's it's a little more dialed back than full Gloomhaven. Um, but it's a really good teaching tool before diving fully into Gloomhaven.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, we've never, I've owned it for two or three years and we've never, we took everything out of the box and sorted it and put it in its own package. But we've never played it.
1: It's it's one of those things where like it's a lot of fun, but it's more fun um, when you have the capability to get a group, um, yeah. So that so that you're actually able to have a like a consecutive weekly like play style, um, because it's not a one shot. It's it's a what's it a legacy board game where every decision you make changes what happens in in the future events of the game. And how the board is laid out. So it's it's actually I, I love it. There is for those who want to play it and don't want to drop the one hundred and fifty dollars uh, that it is one hundred and eighty dollars. They have a TTS mod um, so that you can play via TTS. Lots of fun.
0: All right. Well, if we all go back into lockdown, maybe we'll do a planning face syndicate Bloomhaven.
1: I doubt. Like a, a Gloomhaven event, I'm in 100%. Yeah, I mean,
0: we could we could probably, if if we have to all go back into lockdown like before, then maybe that's what we'll do. So I am a little worried about LVO and about Adepticon seeing the numbers rise. So, but
1: I've, I've been reading online that they've been <laughs> tickets popping up for LVO because people are canceling.
0: Yeah, I am concerned. Any I am too, because
2: I paid for a trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. Same here. Just stay safe, mask up, glove up, make sure you you stay, keep your distance. Be- I'm gonna look like Jack Nicholson from as good as it gets,
1: brother. Don't worry. I'm not even gonna you step on going cracks. Regardless. So <laughs> so Greg, are
0: you just gonna go like and there's if there's no X Wing, what are you gonna do? Just like hang up by yourself. Uh, he, nope, Greg and
1: I are gonna meet up and play in the parking lot.
0: Yeah,
2: he's he's been prepping for blackjack. Um, Yeah, he's ready for he's ready for blackjack.
1: Yeah, Greg, I'll teach you how to play roulette.
0: All right. So why don't we get into the spoilers? That's probably the best place to start for the night. I'm Um, excited for this. Oh, yeah, Yeah. me too. So let's start there because the first one is Pre Vizsla. Who wants to take it? I will, because it's a scum. No, you won't. Do Don't you touch Do my it. scum upgrade, JJ. You have everything <laughs> else. You leave my scum alone, damn it.
2: All right, fine. Uh, so Go ahead and read Pre-Visla's- John Favreau's card. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> so Previstle is a single dot, so it's a unique upgrade. Uh can be used in scum or separatist. It does fill the crew slot. Um, it gives whatever ship it's added to a white coordinate. So not a red, not a purple. It gives that ship a white coordinate. Um, while you perform a coordinated action, uh, you can choose a friendly crew remote. I believe crew remotes are only the the trooper remotes, right? Yes,
0: yeah. that's the only that's the only one so far. So you
1: can choose a friendly crew remote instead of another friendly ship. Uh, instead of performing an action, uh, that remote relocates forward using a hard one turn uh, left or right, or a two straight. Um, so you basically, instead of uh, to break that down a little bit. Uh, normally when you coordinate, you can choose a friendly ship at range zero two. And, uh, that allows you to let another ship do an action instead of yours. Uh, it's really great for support, making sure that you have double mounted ships. Uh, in this case, this allows you to target a remote, which was previously not something that you could do, uh, as long as the remote was a, well, to be fair, we didn't have a crew remote until now. Um, and it allows you to reposition that crew remote. So if I'm understanding correctly, depending on order of operations during the system phase, the remote would move in accordance with the remote uh, moving rules. Uh, and then your ships would move. And as an action, you could then reposition the remote a second time. Is that am I understanding that correct?
0: Yep that that's my theory behind it. Yes. Got it. Yeah, because remotes will natively have some sort of a move function. Um, I'm hoping these are not as aggressive as the like other remotes we have in separatists. The remotes move twos and threes, um, like discords are threes, no questions asked. So you have to, you, it, Discords are, once you learn how to do it, you're fine. But discords are natively, not something that you normally can get to hit somebody on there. um, but, but
1: discords don't move, do they? They just do the three and then they sit on the board. They do. Yes. Unless they're attached to yep. a ship, they just sit there like a, like a bomb or a, like a debris field. The only yes. ones that actually move right now are the, uh, the dark probe one. droids yep. probe droid, which while yes, they are aggressive in their movement. They don't do anything, but give you a target lock anyway. Right?
0: Yes. So okay. the difference would be, is this, yeah, this is like kind of combining the two, but that's what I'm saying is like to shoot a three, you know, to shoot the threes, it's a pain in the ass to land them to hit somebody. So, like, I want to have the remotes be, um, very small moving, like, kind of like, uh, ones and two maneuvers, and that's it. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm hoping that they do. Um, this here is, is great if you get a double maneuver out of them, because then if you do need to move it fast, you can. Because I'm assuming if we bump into a remote, there's going to be consequences, just like the other ones. <laughs> um, to for I think me, there's though,
1: like a, a strain or something like that. If you go over, they've they've done one of the trooper upgrades, and I think you get a strain if you overlap it.
0: Yeah, and the best part is going to be is if they, you're going to have that right. But the other thing that you could have too is yeah, like Twitchy said, if you if there's bombs dropped or something like that, you moving away for them, you know. Being able to get away from that bomb will be very important. Um, and I don't know what kind of arcs these remotes are gonna have. Um, you know, I'm assuming they're gonna look similar to the tracking torpedoes that we saw in Separatist. Possibly, but I'm not yeah. sure. So um I think you this could is-
1: also instead of moving them away, if you had like say Obi-Wan dialed in a maneuver or something like that, and he was going to go over a proximity mine. You could sacrifice your troopers in order to save Obi Wan by moving them over the proxy mine or some other mine rather than a bomb uh, to get you know use that extra maneuver to to go twice through it and stop your ship from hitting it.
0: Yeah, and then the bumping rule is going to be very interesting too because we don't know what happens when you bump them. If if you just get just a strain, and they can still shoot at range zero, like like uh, I you know. I we don't know. Like I I agree uh, with Twitchy. I I really hope in the next week or two they get it. We get a spoiler with like all of the commando stuff. Like just give me the booklet, the booklet now with all the rules <laughs> for it. Um.
2: Yeah, and the other part of this too is that um you know if you're worried about your your troopers getting shot, you can always have them like arc dodge essentially in another ship by repositioning using those uh, things. And when your troopers die, you still have coordinate action, a white coordinate action, which if you have it on an initiative six, that's that's gold right there, because that helps you um, get that reposition on your lower aces easy. So,
0: yeah,
1: Now, just out of curiosity, is there an initiative six ship that's got a crew slot? Django.
0: Django.
1: Would you you give up? uh, Yeah, Dengar. Would you give up Zam on Django for this to give Django a coordinate action?
2: Yeah, I, I would.
1: I don't know that I would. I don't
2: I get It depends on an, on the rest of the list, honestly. Uh Fair um, enough. Yeah. I don't know if that I'm, I'd want to
1: give off I don't I'd give up cuz both Django and Dengar respectively are offensive powerhouses. I don't know that I would want them taking any actions that would leave them without tokens.
0: Um I, do you notice the one interesting thing here? On this thing, the really interesting thing other than the white coordinate which <laughs> Like is good in itself. It says you can choose a friendly crew remote instead of another friendly ship instead of performing an action. Oh, I see. Never mind. I thought that it was gonna say instead of that remote performing an action because if remotes can perform actions, holy shit!
2: Like <laughs> yeah, right. a focus on a on
0: like oh, on actually, a commando. Yeah, I know it's maybe. only two dies, but you know, like that seems pretty good. You roll against it. It gets two green die. Oh, it lives. System Ridiculous. pays
2: actions on the remote. Imagine, mm. Jeez, that that'll be crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then give me calculate token passing to my uh, probe droids and to my um, discords. That's what I want.
1: Nobody wants that.
0: I do. I want it. <laughs> I do. This guy here. You know who doesn't want it, Matt? <laughs> Matt. But every time, so here. Okay, I'll tell a little story. Little, it's not embarrassing, but matt does this when i play droids with discords and i shoot one off whether i hit his ship or not he literally will spend every shot he can getting rid of the discord even if it's only one crit on a shielded ship it doesn't matter to him it's like the principle he cannot stand he hated hated um hated the uh those, those discords
1: <laughs> thank you nabi for the three months in a row man and you're right. We need more a. We need a wings that can have previsula in it. Yes, scum a wings. Oh no, I don't know.
0: no, 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 yeah. no, I've,
2: I've hard pass.
0: no. Hard pass. All right, let's move on to the <laughs> next one. JMG
1: band a wings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So this one here, uh, this is a Separatist crew. This is Talmeric. Uh, it reads, set up before placing forces. Place one enemy ship. Uh, choose one enemy ship and assign false friend condition to it. Action. If the false friend condition is not assigned to an enemy ship, assign it to an enemy ship in your foreign arc at range 0 to 2. And then uh, that goes together with the condition card false friend. Um, it reads, Put that here. Scroll of Chris. I, I did. Yeah. There you go. During the system phase, if there's an enemy ship with Talmeric upgrade at range zero to two, or an enemy remote at range zero to two, flip your dial face up. Action: gain one complete token and one stress token to discard this condition. Uh, yeah, I, I don't and AMG see this.
1: Immediately bans this
2: card yeah Yeah. i I think for standard this is not going to be legal absolutely not but for extended this will absolutely be banned
1: every other they banned every other card that allows you to see a dial
2: yeah yeah i think this is just something that would just live on in the wild west as they call it for extended that's it that's that's the only way that this is going to work um the interesting part about this though is that this is probably the better version of informant because you can continuously add that condition card to other ships um, yeah. as an action, and you can continuously do that, which is great. So this easily would be, like, what, five, six points easily, I would say? And if they want to remove it, they take a strain and a deplete. That's pretty strong.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, yep, it's great. Cra- uh, that, that card probably should never have been made, unless it's, like, 26 points. And there you <laughs> go. You can you can have a 26-point card if that's what you want. That, that card probably should never have been made. Um. All yeah. right, so, so let's just move on. Because here we have a new mall for scum only. It's going to give an additional mm. elicit slot, which is pretty good. It's going to yeah, give well. a purple coordinate, one force, but it's a double crew. So this oh, fits two on ships. Two, two ships, ship. two, two ships
1: in ship. scum. YV triple six and the, the YT. gauntlet apparently.
2: Nope. The the millennium Falcon as well.
1: Oh, sorry. Three yeah. ships then. And so We don't know, know it if it the gauntlet the, um...
0: has two or not though. Yes, we do. I would assume, the gauntlet, yeah.
1: The only way it can okay. launch troopers. I think you <clears> can give up a bomb sl- I think the trooper upgrade allows you to give up a bomb slot to create a uh, uh, crew slot for it. But to be fair, w- without the gauntlet, two ships. Y- uh, the busted crap Falcon that Scum got stuck with. God, that thing's a piece of garbage. Um, and the YV666. Those are you the w- only two ships that could run it.
0: Want to hear another crazy story, quickly. Um, sure. So, when Matt and I first started playing X-Wing, we bought. he bought some lots, and he got a scum lot. And I was like, hey, I'm going to stick with Empire. You can dive into the scum. I, I, that's, what, that's when I thought I would be an Empire-only player, and I wouldn't own uh, more than one faction. <clears throat> and, um... He... They, whoever sent us this put the wrong dial in the YT-1300. For, like, months, we played... <laughs> with a stupid <laughs> auto drone dial as the YT 1300 dial. Dead serious. Like all over the place. So we, and we didn't know, like we didn't even think about looking it up Matt, we just hated that We fucking hated the YT 1300 because it would like do like six maneuvers. And that was it. And then it I, died all the time.
1: I hope that this is cheaper than the current mall crew. Um, you know what I mean? Just because of the fact that you still only get the one purple, which is what the original Maul gave you anyway. Um, you don't get the ability to recover it uh, when you get shot at. So it's just, you know, it's just the one uh, every turn. And if you decide to use the coordinate that it gives, uh, you're going to be absorbing that force point unless you have it on a, a force pilot, which to be fair, there isn't one in scum on the uh, YV or on the Falcon. So, to coordinate, it would cost your force point. I would rather use one crew slot and put uh yep. pre Visla <laughs> just say
0: exactly with the white
2: yeah, pre Visla exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if this is
1: cheaper than the other mall, then maybe depending on your list, if you just need it for the coordinate, then maybe. Uh, and that way, if you don't use the coordinate, you've got the force as a like a secondary um additional modification. Um, but if this is at or more expensive than uh the current mall upgrade i don't see this seeing play at all yeah there's and no that's the reason thing why too. i would pay more to give up two crew slots for these same exactly
2: effect. yeah and and that's the other thing too right is that you know this is a double crew slot right so the ships that can currently take it right now besides the gauntlet would be the millennium falcon and the yebc 66 right so for those ships um specifically the ships that will you'll probably run will be like Han Orlando, which are wanting to use the crew slots for other crews that make their ships better. Kira. And yep, Kira, exactly. And for for this, for a double crew slot for just a one force, it's it has to be price really competitive. Otherwise, this is you're just gonna have far better options for for crew, honestly.
0: Yeah, is um, yeah, because mall, mall crew is the. It's a crew in scum already, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, tell me why. Tell That's me why fun. Fun. I I would ever in God's green earth run this in scum over um, you know Maul, who's ten points. it's so, like, if this is ten points, like then, I I yeah. I don't know. I think it's dumb to have I I. How about this? I think this is unless you want that extra illicit slot. I this has to be under ten. And now, which is what we're actually going to talk about here in a few minutes is force points because this is an interesting discussion right here, right? Mall number one is worth 10 points. It only takes up one crew slot. And if you get shot, right, and take a damage, you get your force back. Like, (laughs) you can regen. So if it's on a ship that gets shot multiple times, (coughs) you know, Boba, uh, which immediately... Like, if they open the crew slot back up, you're just going to put put it on Boba again. Like, 100%. <laughs>
1: yeah, Maul and Boba are best friends. Um, But just looking at, you know, upgrades, like, as far as, like, illicit upgrades go, are there any that... um Are illicit upgrades uh, un... Uh, un- uh, I can't speak. I'm sorry. Uh, uniques. So like, if we look at Deadman Switch, Deadman Switch, you can
2: have multiple, well, I don't know why- Cloaking device is unique.
1: And- Cloaking device is unique, so-
2: To clarify, you can't have two copies of the same illicit on the same ship. You can have it on the same list, but on on the same ship. Right, but not cloaking device, because
1: cloaking device is unique. Yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: You could have double contraband on the YV. That'd be nice. You can have double false mm -hmm. transponder codes
2: you, you wouldn't be able to put the two of the same upgrades on the same ship. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, so you can't do two contrabands on the same thing. It's in the list building. Um, things that I, I was uh, I was looking at it with the um, the title for the, um, that we're going to see in a second. Crest. For the Razor Crest, yeah. So Okay.
1: Yep. So, but I mean, you could still run false transponder codes with overtuned modulators um, or contraband with rigged cargo. Sh- oh, God. Do a five k and then drop a rig cargo, sh- <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh,
0: All so right. many Babu so, freak. So yeah, so the the yeah, Babu Frick is the other unique, um, because I think Cloaking Device and Babu Frick are the only two unique ones in Scum. Um, yep. So the injury and Twitchy makes an interesting point. Gauntlets might not have a native um coordinate, or I believe it's red, right? So this would allow you to have a purple coordinate on your gauntlet ship. So I, I, again, I can't imagine this is going to be under 10 points. If it is, I think it's a steal to some extent for those two shipped, but in fairness, you are giving up two crew slots. So I don't know. And again, when, how about this? When we get into, when do we get into the force discussion? This is why I actually wanted to have that discussion is because of this yeah. stupid ass card. Because we yeah, like like Nicholson, like Greg said, Leia sixteen effing points, Pelps 14 points, Dooku 14 points, Yoda's 12 points. I mean, come on, like so it this is yeah, taking Ayala, up two crews. Ayala
1: Sakura gives you a coordinate and she's 14 points. Uh, cause my first V Wing list, iteration, if you remember, was uh running R2 in the Y wing with yeah, Ayala Sakura right. as the crew. Uh, so that I could get that that coordinate, and that would dropping her opened up so many possibilities to fit, just because of how many points it is.
0: Yeah, and so anyway, that's what when we get to our force discussion in a few minutes, we'll come back to this. I, I'm not sold on this specific that card, but I think we could talk points and and how they rate it and all that. The next one is Rook cast. Uh, So
1: after after you perform a red action, uh, you may gain a strain token Uh, while you perform an attack. If you are strained, uh, you may change one of your blank or focus results uh, to a hit. And she also gives a red uh, a red target lock. Um, I wanted to look at one thing real quick before we get too deep into this. Uh, And that is Overtuned Modulators. Um, So, I, yeah. That seems like they would be stapled together. Because with Overtuned, if you are not stressed, you may spend a charge to gain three Calculate Tokens during the end phase if your charge is not active. Uh, For each green token you remove, gain one strain. So setting up your next turn you've got three strain tokens um that gives you you know if you want to keep those strain uh rook then has the ability
2: to mod three shots um that could be an edge case for me when i was looking at this card i was thinking boss with uh contraband and um contraband with uh oh my god the 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 scum only elite talent that helps you recover a charge. Um, oh, mainly because uh, no, um, oh, I knew, yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cut the throw. reason cutthroat, yeah, so you can um, you can take a, a a target lock, you know, make it red, get a strain for it, um, or yeah, so take a target lock, get a strain. And then you can mod your shots here, like you know, it's a passive mod that you can do. And then you can countermand cybernetics the next turn, uh, do the right again if you need to, and you still have that passive mod, right? If you have to do like a full stop or whatever, that means that you're not getting out of any other like actions for like the next three turns. But it is a a possible combo. Um, This card can't be costed too much just because there's just way, way too much negative effects for like a short-term effect.
1: Greg is saying as well, yeah, because I I don't know why I glanced over it, but performing a red action. So not only are you strained, but you're also stressed. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I think this card sucks, but that's just me. I would never run this, and it's going to be somebody that's a better player than me, I guess. I can figure out how to run this.
1: I mean, if you could potentially like So I could see this on um, really on the (laughs) YV666. Because if you're strained, you lose your die. You only get one die anyway. So if I can guarantee a hit result from a blank or a focus, and then Bosk can change that. You know, if I can get a crit out of it using like auto blasters, for instance. If I fire auto blasters and get hit crit or blank crit, and then I can use this to change that blanker focus to a hit, and then use Bosk's ability to change that crit down to two hits. I've just converted by giving a ship that has one green die anyway, no green die. I've just converted a one damage attack into three for for a stress. Uh, yeah, and
2: yeah, go ahead.
0: I, I I don't know, man. I feel like we're pulling we're we're stret we're stretching here. That's what I feel. I I feel like we're talking what faction is this in? Oh, it's in scum. Scum. Oh, how many tools does scum have? Oh, a million. All right. Yeah. Like maybe if this card is one point or two points, it'd see play. I I just, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) this is a scum. This is a crew spot. (laughs) It's taken up to give you a red target line (laughs) and you get to perform a red action. Like, you know what this fits on? Fucking Republic or Resistance Y (laughs) Wing. <laughs> do yes. a red boost yeah. get a get a strain to go along with it change a hit yeah I, this is like a shitty a shitty version of what darth vader gets to do you know, you Obviously, know what
1: this, is? this is a challenge i'm going to build a functional list with this on it
2: when it releases easy phone alarm that's it and, and then I'm, and story. then i'm gonna beat greg with it <laughs> Watch
1: not that perfect. that's 12
0: points. Not that that's <laughs> much of a challenge, anyway. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. All right. Shots fired. I'm going to move on because I hate that card. And this card, this next card, is actually extremely exciting for me. Um, I'm happy because this is giving another Force character in Separatist. It's sa- <laughs> Sag. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh, savage, savage oppress! No, this is Maul's brother, right? After a friendly ship in your front arc at range one to two gains a stress or a strain token, you may spend a force. If you do, that ship gains one focus token. So, um, how about this? I'm just excited to force another force point, and hopefully. Hopefully, it isn't 14 points because guess what? Sam gets to have staple to them to her. Yeah. Exactly. give, give, give honestly, me an eight point force, force user
2: for for this. This is actually one of the cards that I would actually pair Rook with. Um, I was just gonna say cards. I'd pair this with Rook because, uh, because yeah, because that stress and strain, you know, you can easily get that focus token. Um, honestly, I, like I said, I would put Rook on, on, uh, for Lomb and then just make sure I have. Uh, savage carrier somewhere that can really take advantage of this
1: would you so here's a question would you put this maybe in with assage? and then you have two force points yeah so the rook carrier could get two focuses off of it because you gain the stress from doing the red you spend a force to give a focus is it give a focus no it's gain a focus token Token, so it's not the action so then she does she does the red maneuver or the red action gets a free focus then she does the, uh, she gains the strain to do the, you know, to trigger and gets a second focus. So now you have a double focus for defense as well as being strained for your offensive shot as well.
2: I mean, heck, I, I would uh, actually put this as a support piece on a generic uh, Lancer um, and just keep the... Um, and just keep it in the back, you know, like just have a K turn whenever it needs to. And it could just take shots off the back. Like, I think that'd be a solid support piece. Twitchy, uh, you're an evil, evil person.
1: And I love the way your brain works. I love you, sir. Yeah. With all, yeah. with all my scummy heart.
0: What's exciting about this is, is it's the front arc only, right? Mm-hmm. So like this, this works really well on Django, but I'm happy it doesn't work on Bosk. Can you imagine <laughs> Bosk range one to two? <laughs> The
1: full Any, front arc. Uh, full oh, front arc. There you go. Full front half.
0: Ooh. Well, yep. Merry Christmas. Have, have a free focus. Thank God. It, thank God somebody thought of that. <laughs> because because I don't care if this is a 15 point upgrade. If it worked on Bosque in that way, where it was a full, you know, 180 arc, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, a, <laughs> that, that would be worth it.
1: All day, every day. Just oh, yeah, at the Bossk and run.
2: Yep. So you can, with this, you can actually probably run this now as a full, like, uh, scum party bus for like force users, kind of like right. <laughs> where you can put Maul and Savage and in, in the same place with two force. Yeah, <laughs> great.
0: Yes. Oh, yep. Yes, Twitchy. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. That was the other thing I didn't think they say. You can now give droids and tubs focuses. So okay, and it's and it's one crew slot. So, so- Django goes slow. If I want to give a droid a focus, Merry Christmas. Independent uh, HMP.
1: I was going to say you can't share them, right?
0: You can't share no. The focus. No. Okay, <laughs> thank God. Imagine. Thank
2: God.
1: Oh, that'd be. Oh, I'd hate it.
2: Independent calculate tri fighter now. Just think about that. Two calculates and a focus.
0: Mm, Discuss. Ooh, disgusting. Ooh, stealth device. Can you put? Oh, you can't have stealth device if you have independent calculate. Independent. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right, how about a double focus, a double focus, uh, a double focus story? I don't know. You know how many red maneuvers do those tri fighters have, though? That's a good Not question, that much,
2: but they, they have link actions, too. So they could do like barrel mm. and evade. Yep. Um, so you could do evade focus on them. Um, and, and at that point, you don't need um, independent calculations. Nope. You can just run stealth device on them. I mean, could be good. All right. Who, um, wants, to
0: ha- who wants to help me test this? <laughs> i do I'll i'm do. in
2: um easily this is a 12 point upgrade though honestly this this is on the power level of like fifth brother to me honestly
0: yeah i i i think so far this out of this this wave this is the, the clear winner in my opinion oh, yeah. but and maybe it's because i'm a separatist player so this is a huge benefit for me but mm-hmm.
1: this would he'd go great on maul
0: they Ugh, give you yeah. four
1: fourths on Maul on Ugh. the on the scimitar.
0: Mm, that's so disgusting. Man, stop. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Steven, we're can you cut your camera off for a moment. Uh, we're going to theory craft <laughs> here in a minute. Anyway, we're we're going to move on. <laughs> we're moving on. Um, the next one is Prime Minister Almec. JJ.
2: So uh, two two setup uh, card here. So the first one, the setup equip this side face up at their friendly ship at range zero to two. It reveals a white maneuver. It ha- if it has no green tokens, it may gain one stress token to gain one calculate token during the end phase. If you have two or more stress tokens, flip this card. On the flip side, it says after a friendly ship at Range Turtle 2 fully executes a red maneuver, that ship may perform a calculate or focus action on its action bar even while stressed. And this is a Republic or Scum uh, crew only.
1: Any ship that's got R4. Any ship that has an Astromech slot, staple this in the crew, throw an Astromech, throw an R4 on there, and just watch everything die.
2: Now, to clarify for the newer the newer players who don't understand the interaction with R R4, four, R four Astromech, um, uh, while it decreases the the um, difficulty of the maneuvers, it actually does not change the actual color of it. Um, the closest ruling that we had is the interaction with Covenel and R four Astromech, where Covenel can reveal a hard one, uh, which is red on the resistance transport, and then. Um, it, it would still roll a an extra attack type because it still revealed a red uh, printed maneuver. R4 Astromech just reduces the difficulty while it actually performs it. So um, any ship that has uh, access to a the R4 Astromech, uh will love this particular upgrade, uh, specifically because this affects every friendly ship at range 0-2 that has this uh, the face-up part of this card and, um, and just... Just go ban- uh, go bananas, yeah. Yep. Uh, easily, I would put this with fangs, and yeah, I'd put this with I'd put this with generic jedis. Oh yeah, generic. Oh yeah, the Jedi Knight. It's a oh.
1: Republic upgrade. Yeah. You could throw this with a Jedi Knight, or even with some Adas. If the Adas... no Adas don't have it. do Adas have an astromech slot?
0: Yes, yes,
2: is?
1: yeah. So I mean, you can throw it on throw it on a uh, a lat or a uh, an arc.
2: Yeah. And run I would that put with, this.
1: with with some with some low cost jedis or, or something like your, that.
2: your favorite Y wing pilot R two D two.
1: Yes, yes, I would <laughs> yes. put this in the crew <laughs> slot and then run a bunch of Y wings with with astromechs in them.
0: Yep. Can we go back to uh, oppress? Sure. Just, just for a second. Just so you just- can.
1: Yeah. Did you just see what uh, what <laughs> what twitchy put in the chat?
0: No, no, no. I saw that before. Oh. But okay. So- <laughs> So, think of it this way. Let me let, let's let's go back to four force points. So, just so you know, if if he comes in at 11 points, two infiltrators, Maul and Dooku, with Palp and um, oppress, and th- th- again, this is oppress being 11 points, which is my theory is he's going to be 11 or 12 points. He has to be, he has to be. Um, I'm at 152 points. I still have 48 points to spare on two Sith Infiltrators. And and my Dooku can take Zam and Pelp. Can he? I think he could take both, can he? Yep. Because Palp's only one crew. Mm-hmm. So I can run... That's just... That's horrible. I can run... I mean, they'll probably get burned down, but I can run Zam... And palp on Dooku, Maul with Savage Oppress. And both of them with hate.
1: I was gonna say, do you got room for hate on those? Oh,
0: oh yeah, hate's four points, dude.
1: Oh, <laughs> but heightened perception and cloak on Dooku.
2: Yeah, Did the Simitar title. Yeah, the Simitar title and uh Height and Perception instead of hate on Dooku. It's pretty strong.
0: All right. So with that. If or Sav- Press comes in at eleven points, I still have twenty-seven points to work with, and that's with all of that shit on there. Pretty good. Oh, I didn't put cloak on. Sorry, that's about <laughs> cloak. How Without much is cloak? Semi- three. What's, what's it's the, the title. title?
2: Yeah, it's three. It's three points. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I no, I did put it on there. Sorry. Twenty-seven. I still have tw- if, uh, if if Savage comes in at eleven. I still have twenty-seven fucking points to work with. That's an that, extra ship. That's a, can, yeah. Put, that's a droid. A, a droid. Yep. I can put a droid with um, independent calculate and discord missiles.
2: That's pretty
0: good. are <laughs> two proton sorps. You're right. <laughs> two pro- proton sorps. Ugh. All right. All right. We gotta. We gotta move on because. I think double infiltrators in, in, infiltrators just became a little bit more powerful because of that. Yeah. And guess who just bought a second infiltrator <laughs> three weeks ago? This guy.
1: Oh, 24 points as two proton torps.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I just said. Two
1: two force modded proton <laughs> torps? God. Yep. I quit. Yeah. Ah. Uh, remove the crucial Ots from the scimitar. It's done. Yep. It's more powerful than boba. It's got to be done. Ban them now.
0: They only got one <laughs> green die. Come on. They don't they can't shoot out their ass, but I, you know what I can oh, I do? I know I murdered Maul last night. You know what I can do? Yeah. A 5K.
2: Did. Yeah, that came in handy last night. Yep. Definitely. A scimitar <laughs> can do a fucking
0: 5K. Come on. Like, how ridiculous is that? A large base ship that can do a 5K. That's the dumbest thing I've ever. I mean. Okay anyway
2: the bcx the bcx yeah but yeah <laughs> Anyway, exactly so, so we
0: have two ships and i guess maybe because it's a Pelp ship because the infiltrator is technically Pelp ship not um mall ship like yeah what yeah. am i gonna get how about this here you go when am i gonna get a Pelp pilot never that should
1: never, never. happen that should no. not be a thing
0: I sh- it should when, be it should be OP. Want- no no hold on time
1: out
2: when has Pelp ever flown a ship? Season he has his uh, own season six of Clone Wars. Yeah, really. I've yes, never watched that yes. show. That show's awful. Anyway, it's that it. It is one of the best episodes because that's where he goes. Spoiler alert, by the way. This is where he goes to confront. <laughs> uh, I think we're Maul. I think we're
1: beyond that at this point.
2: Yeah, he goes to confront Maul on Mandalore after he's taken over Mandalore, and it is one of the best animated fight scenes ever. Uh, watching Palp take on Savage Press, and Maul at the same time. It is. Fantastic, highly recommend.
1: Uh, what you said, season what six?
2: Yeah, season six, the yeah.
1: Clone Wars. I'll go have to check. I'll have to check that out.
0: Hey, separate or uh, hey Twitchy, yeah. I agree. Give me a Saj.
1: I, I want a Saj in Separatist. I'm down with that. A Saj
2: Ventress, probably, probably. Oh yes, probably in that Finn fighter that she used to like take mm. on Anakin. Oh yeah. my yep. god. Yeah. Yes.
0: Give me a Saj. All it's right, let's like move this. on to reality and <laughs> stop. We're daydreaming now.
1: Yep. Can I can I, can I do this one? Do this. Yeah. Yeah, Razor Crest title. Is that where we're at? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So this goes on one ship and one ship only, the Razor Crest. Uh
0: No, no, no. No. Yeah. It is the Razor Crest. It doesn't go on the Razor Crest. It goes it's on the ST70 S-70. It
1: it's the Razor Crest. <laughs> it's never been anything other than anyway. So, place one non-limited uh uh, sorry, non-limited illicit upgrade face down under this card. Uh, during the system phase, you may reveal that upgrade and equip it as if it were equipped at setup uh, without paying its points cost. Uh, this also gives an evade to barrel roll action. Uh, evade to red barrel roll. Um, the couple of questions that I had on this are, A, does the ship have to have an open illicit slot? B, if it doesn't, this creates a basically a second illicit slot if you don't pay the points cost, but if you reveal that and add it to the ship, and your opponent destroys the ship, does that elicit score points for them at the end of the game? Considering it's not enter, it's not entered as part of your build during building the squad, but because it is added points during the game, is it possible for your point your opponent to score more than two hundred points by killing it?
0: So, let me let me give you my my take, and then JJ can run down his. Mm-hmm. First is no, you'll never go over 200 points. Um, And based on what we've seen from AMG and their scenario play, it that'll be somewhat inconsequential. So the answer, in my opinion, the answer is no. It is not going to cost any extra. It, it will not gain them any extra points. B, I don't think this is going to take up an illicit slot based on how it's worded. And C, I genuinely don't think... um. I don't think the there the the, the costs associated with it will be included in the base price, right? Because I know it says without paying the cost, but do you have to technically think about that cost when you're building your list? So my answer to all those is no, and I think this is one of the most amazing upgrades for that ship, and uh, like you, it's really still only three or four points worth of free shit, but. That's pretty good in my opinion.
2: So, for me, uh, and just a side note, I hope that an illicit comes out for a carbonite freezing where you can just freeze one of your opponent's crew members <laughs> and just throw them there. That'd be great. Anyway, you are um, ejected from the ship and you can swing by and pick them up. Great cargo chute at the back. It's all like, <laughs> it's all the carbon freeze prisoners. So, um, so, for this one, I believe that yes, you this does give you essentially a second illicit upgrade slot uh, based on the wording of the, the first part. Second, I d- do believe this will actually eventually put you over 200 points. Now, the reason why I say that is because while we've been talking about ban cards that are going to come out for standard, I think this is going to be one of the cards that will be limited based on the scenario. I think that there'll be scenarios that will be written specifically for um, for, Place uh, play or uh, matches that will not depend on the points of the ship itself, um, rather more like objective points. And I think that this would be a valid card for that particular scenario. On the extended side, I do see that this could potentially go over. Um, At most, you'll be going, what, three points over? Because I think the most... I don't think there's a... Actually, no, four four points over. Yeah, because Rick cargo shoot. Um, That's the most expensive non-unique uh elicit slot uh, that you could go on there no, um, not sure. that's that's what i think
1: Inert, What's, inertial dampeners is not uh unique and it's uh, five sure? points it doesn't uh-huh. uh, now to oh, be yeah, fair right. i'm i'm looking yeah. and uh, yeah so i think inertial dampeners is that
2: yeah you're right it is it's not unique Well, i always thought it was unique um but yeah i mean five points over i think that um i don't know why eight you'd eight ever want to run over. more than one of them on a ship <laughs> but yeah I mean, with this, um, just a side note for like list building, I would definitely hide a dead man switch on here, and then also on the IG11 crew, and then when I'm about to blow up, I just reveal it. And <laughs> there's there's two crits coming at you as soon as I blow up, you know, like boom.
1: You get get the uh the crit that if you do a non-straight maneuver, it deals one damage to you, and then in the system phase, reveal it, and do a one bank into somebody else's ship, and deal two guaranteed damage.
2: That's great. That's great.
1: Yeah, that's the scummiest shit ever. I love it. Absolutely. And and Chris Chris hates scum even more. You know what, Chris? You know what I would do that on <clears throat> just for the hell of it. I'd do it. I'd make you an I zero with Torkel bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and we have just a token to, for TTS. Just to, dri- yep, just us, to the drive the point home. I would I would put this on Torkoal and just run, dude.
0: Is your is your token, JJ, my face or my uh my my face with the middle finger? <laughs> like that's what the fucking Torkoal icon should be. There you go. You want to make some for TTS? Make my fucking face <clears throat> with a middle finger. Here, hold on. You you could screen cap this right
1: now. <laughs> Someone clip this. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to grab that. That's great.
1: <laughs> oh, Chris, side note, that has nothing to do with this. If you look at my screen, I got my second... Uh, there it is. Got my second glass cabinet, so I have both helmets. I just got to get a stand for the uh, Death Watch helmet.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that earlier. Yep. This right. the,
1: back cab- the back cabinet has become 100% Boba Fett only, so there's all, all Boba Fett stuff in there.
0: So... Um, oh, sorry, move-
1: real, real quick, just real quick. There's nothing to do with anything, but I just want to give a quick shout out to whoever uh, my secret Santa was in the, uh, the secret Santa gift exchange. Um, I don't know where they found it. I am overjoyed um, because I already had the regular Mandalorian Funko pop somehow, whoever it is. I don't know. Cause it just said secret Santa on the box found a Amazon exclusive, mandalorian that actually has a chrome helmet so instead of it being like the the gray kind of washed out plastic it's actually full chrome so i don't know who you are uh but thank you so much if you watch the stream i really appreciate the gift it was awesome and back to our regularly scheduled programming
0: so we're gonna move on from this i actually think this card is really good um based on how they've made title cards the best part is gonna be this is probably gonna be a free card um, really, this is this could be a free card for, um, I I scum. say this
2: is an eight point card, honestly.
0: Yeah, you think so? I I think it should be costing, yeah. but uh, they've gone opposite directions from what I would have thought for some of these types of cards, and um, but just the evade barrel is is really good. I think.
1: What what is just out of curiosity? Does any do you know off the top of your head, JJ, what the current
2: most expensive title is uh the, the punishing one that's at uh no multi
1: crow's at... more expensive than punishing oh no yeah one. you're right sorry multi crow yeah multi crow. crow's like 12 points right uh yeah sixteen points sixteen points is it? okay yeah. yeah okay it's it's stupid expensive um slave you know one, why slave one and marauder like are because of
0: fucking Torkoal mugs
2: yeah
1: because it gives you it also gives you an extra arc
2: yeah yeah and the reason why i think this is eight points is one just to cover the cost of the illicit that you're not paying for um two to the cost of the 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 evade into red barrel um is a really good linked action uh, to add on onto the razor crest so just to offset that um that free elicit that you're getting i think that this has to be costed appropriately so i would say conservatively eight points aggressively six points so
1: i'm i'm in for that i would even be okay with variable cost even though it says that you don't pay the cost of the upgrade i would say that the cost of the title is directly affected by the cost of the upgrade yeah Exactly, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Like, if you play a one-point illicit, this is four points. If you play a two, it's five, three, it's six, all the way up to eight. So we would range anywhere from four to eight, depending on the cost of the illicit that you that you pair with it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, do you think they're going to do that, though? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. Realistically, no. That's No, that would mess up so much i think that it'll just be uh again i think eight is a pretty comfortable cost point for this i mean people pay 16 for moldy crow without even thinking twice and like you said any the razor quest had what two green yeah the razor uh the mm-hmm. excuse yeah, me the st 70 assault ship has two greens so and yeah. evade to barrel roll is super strong on a medium yeah. base ship with two agility dies uh, yeah i'm i'm comfortable with this being eight points and i'd pay it all day Yeah.
0: All right. So the last one we have is hot shot tail blaster. Essentially, this is an illicit that adds a rear arc. You can shoot range zero to one. So if somebody runs into you, you can still shoot. Um, You spend one energy, which is non-reoccurring to do a shot. Um, You can mod them. It looks like, because it doesn't say anything about not modding. Um, to me, this has to be very cheap or this is a worthless card too. Um, I, if, if this was a perform a bonus attack at range zero out your rear arc, that would be different, but this is not. um, I will say probably on the razor crest, this is an okay card, um, to add to it, right? Because it just gives you the ability to not have to turn around and shoot. um, I don't know. Like, or Bosk. Yeah. I can see Bosk running this just so that, God, now I have a 180 so, plus another 90 degree art. Yeah.
1: So I would, I would, I would just call this out. And, and JJ, you can jump on my bandwagon if you want, uh, but you do not have to for three points in 1.0, which I don't know what the calculation conversion is, but let's say six. safely six points in 2.0. In, in 1.0, the hot shot blaster itself. The, the illicit upgrade hotshot blaster was a three dice attack at range one to two that you could use once. Um, yeah. And you could even shoot a ship outside of your firing arc. So it allowed your side or rear shot. You got it once. Where this was king, absolute money. I, I spent three points on it every time. Scum z X or Z95s, the headhunters, give them a give them an illicit that gives me an out-of-arc shot all day, every day. I can only use it once, but it's a three-dice shot. The ship only has a two-dice primary. So I get a three-dice side or rear arc shot. It may only be one, but if I've got four or five of those Z95s in play, that's four or five out-of-arc shots that I can take. This is a rear arc, but still, I'll take a front rear on a Z95, and this gives me two shots instead of one all day, every day.
2: Yeah, I think this. Um, I put this on a fang, so it, it is limited to just medium or large base. Um, for oh this. yeah, never mind. So, well, that so,
1: cancels ever. Just forget everything I said.
2: <laughs> so, um, I mean, th- honestly, there's. I mean, it's really going to depend on the cost of the um, uh, of the actual card itself. Honestly, I don't see this being more than three points. Otherwise, it's just not going to see play. Um, this is only going to be good on ships that don't have that rear arc that have the ability to be a, an effective blocker because range zero shots will be a thing, you know, later on. Um, so, you know, definitely the. The SC-70 assault ship or the Razor Crest will be a, a good candidate for that, you know, in case it gets in front of somebody and it wants to just block them from, you know, hitting somebody else. And this allows them to at least take that range throw shot onto that ship. He's still going to um, it's an unmodified two die attack. But, you know, a, a average, you're going to get one hit. Right. Um, beyond that i mean it's you're not getting a range bonus because it has that um that missile icon which prevents a range bonus on range one so i i mean other than giving you just a rear art to shoot twice um it, i don't think i'll see much play so
0: i have a question what does nora say
2: uh her ability triggers that range sort one
0: okay what'd you say
1: uh, i said she says good night <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JJ. It's All a right. joke. Chris's daughter's name is Nora.
0: With <laughs> she H always though. comes
1: down. Oh, it's, but still, it's still yes. Nora. She comes down. It is. Like Nora. Ap, like Nora Jones?
0: Yeah. But that's not what she was named after. I didn't know
1: that's after. what she was named after. Interesting. I was in
0: know. Yeah, I did not name my kid after Nora Jones, for Christ's sake. <sighs> <laughs> All right. So, Nora, Adria. Okay. God damn it. You, you're really, it's like tangent night tonight for me, which normally I, doesn't happen but um Nora Adriel means uh light and dark right and oh, that's why awesome. we named named her that um which is very fitting actually weirdly enough for her personality she's a really happy person with a really devious um back she personality. sounds like
1: her father i don't know <laughs> you
0: think i'm a happy person maybe i am maybe i come I, off so, as that so so
1: here's the thing i think that you that there are times where you definitely aren't I've talked to you during some of those times, but I've also seen you playing X-Wing and hanging out with your friends, and when you're kind of at peace and doing something that you enjoy, you're definitely a happy person. I think that you have the capability when, you're, when your mindset allows for it. This has nothing to do with X-Wing. This is just <laughs> me being Chris's therapist, <laughs> but... Uh...
0: Therapy 101 well, Welcome Charles to Planning-Based
1: Therapy. All
0: right, all right, all right, all right. So we're going to move on from the upgrades. I, I really want to get into force point discussion, right? That's right. I, I I really, really want to do that. Um, I don't know if we need to bring the cards up. Originally, I was going to have you bring a bunch of cards up, but it seems like it's just going to slow everything down if we do that. Right. And so I, because I think I want to have a higher level discussion about force points because a lot of people will, will equate force points to pre-calculate every turn, right? So if you take a focus and you have a force point, you have a focus and a calculate that you can use. Um, but where I think the force points changes is when you start talking about card context, right? And the card context of what you can do with that force point makes all of the difference. But what I really wanted to do is, a A, I kind of wanted to review current lists because I think there's at least one faction that has almost no force points uh, at all. Weirdly enough, and I want to talk about how they impact a faction, right? And I'm gonna I'll start off by talking about Republic, right? Republic obviously has the most (laughs) force point users. users. All Um, of them they have upgrades and ship points or ship points, ship pilots that are force users, right? So the gimmick of Republic obviously is force points. That that's what it is. I mean, for Christ's sake, we have Yoda. With three force points and a crew Yoda with two force points, and neither one sees play, neither one—not—not not popular play at least, right? Um, and so that's I where I tried he, Yoda. I tried Yoda in the A at, uh,
1: at our planning phase tournament, and you while didn't. it was fun, would I would I run it over Obi? Probably not. No.
0: No, be, even at cheaper points, you're not going to run it over Obi because of the fact that the allowing you to regenerate your force on the other pilots is just not worth the action point. It's just that for Yoda. Now, if Yoda could take hate and that, and then you shot back at, well, you wouldn't My want God, that because you don't want,
1: take hate. Oh.
0: you don't want Yoda to die. You don't
1: want him to take damage, but yeah. God, if Yoda could use dark side force points.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so, so that's, that's kind of the premise behind this conversation is, what goes into the consideration of a force point to some extent, right. Um, over something else. And when we talk about, you know, like, and, and this is where I think Yoda would have failed because I think Yoda says, spend your force. It works on other to regenerate other force users, right. Where it should just grant free coordinate type actions instead, because, It's really hard, even with the Delta, you know, the Delta 7Bs. It's still really hard with them to give them all their Force Points because Yoda can't regenerate all his Force Points at the beginning of the round. Now, he can carry patience. Is it patience? Yes, Yes. it's it's patience. He can carry patience to take the strain to do that. But Yoda still has to survive. So Yoda becomes this high-level target in your Jedi 7B list because... You just kill him and he can't keep giving force points back. <laughs> and you just gave up. I don't know. Let's see here. Yoda comes in at what forty-five? Uh yep, forty-five points.
1: I agree, Twitchy. Is as, as much as it I it hurts me to say it, Yoda with three seven Bs is great, but I'd take a fourth seven B over Yoda
0: any day. Yeah. He just doesn't do anything. That's the problem. He just JJ, are you
1: advertising for cool stuff? Am I? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry, what? I
1: just caught the I caught the logo on your shirt.
0: <laughs> do we get anyway? Um Yeah, do we get sponsorship Hold like? on. <laughs> yeah, like I these are the things I need to know about JJ. <laughs> happened. All this shit's in my name, so I need to know those things. Um anyway, let's go back to the the, the force points discussion because I think it's really a valid discussion, right? Because Force is such a hard thing to do. And, and again, I don't want to get into each of the um different abilities that Force users have, right? Like Count Dooku's 14 points, but you could change any effing die result. That's pretty totes. That's probably worth 14 or more points. Um, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker Gunner is 26 points and essentially just banned from <laughs> anything because who takes a 26-point Force upgrade? And it's because of what he can do. Because he could just rotate, so he could do whatever he wants, whatever action he wants. Spend the force to rotate. Boom! I'm done. There you go. Oh, hey, you outmaneuvered me. I'm just gonna rotate. No problem. Um, which is pretty powerful, right? I mean, that it is. But I think the bigger conversation is if we just boil it down to just base force points, scum comes in with literally two people that can run that are force users and one upgrade. The, I mean, resist- old, the old resistance only
1: has one, right? Yeah, no, resistance is the
0: only other yeah. place that has less, but they have two crew force upgrades. And this is when we talk about Maul being that double spot, right? But having the force coordinate, your negative is you have to have two crew slots to run him, the positive is you get to run a force coordinate, Leia. Is 16 points, but is one spot in resistance? That's that's pretty that's pretty good. Like on Covenel, that's really good, right? Um, you know, you could run it on Covenel, you could run it on Ray, give Ray an extra force point. That's that's a pretty good crew card. So when we talk about the points level and we talk about all these new points, getting a free calculate every churn, what is that worth to you? And maybe this is, and maybe this is the the time where you guys get to tell me, hey Chris, now do you understand why I hate separatists? Because you get to give your calculate to somebody else, and that's free.
2: So I, it boils down a lot to the chassis, right? Um, the best example of the power level between a Force user and a non-Force user on the same chassis is going to be the TIE Advance V1, right? So you take a look at the Baron of the Empire, which is 31 points, and then the Inquisitor. Um, They both have the same exact stats. They're both Initiative 3. They both have uh, two Attack, three Evades, uh, two hull, two Shields. The only difference between the two is just the one Force point between the two. Um, there is an eight point difference between the two. I think that the the having access to that force point is is big um, because at, at base, it always allows for a mod uh, for for that particular ship, right? Because if you do a red maneuver with the chassis, um, the Baron of the Empire is going to have nothing. And then the Inquisitor still has that passive force mod, which they can use to, um, to manage dice, uh, either on offense or defense. And I think that's what makes it um, that much more important. Other than that, um, and that's that's just on the base level. Now, across the board, when you take a look at other ships that already have, um, that already have the, the force, and they have access to different abilities that allow them to spend that force to make it the chassis even more maneuverable or even better. Um, taking a look at the, uh, the Delta sevens, um, that can spend that force points to either do a barrel roll or a boost action after they, fully execute a maneuver, uh, that's huge, uh, for, for that particular chassis, because that enables you to either get into range for a better shot, or if you're trying to get away, be more defensive, it allows you to either barrel roll or boost out of an arc, uh, to either come back and return and, um, and and re-engage at a later time if you need to if you're trying to survive um or boost in and be more aggressive to try to take out a critical target that you need to take out so um it's it's definitely a huge um game mechanic for x-wing um that they introduced for 2.0 and i think that the at base the the having access to the force just makes that ship or that chassis that much better What do you think, Charles?
1: Um, God, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I guess to, to piggyback on what Chris was saying, right? Because Chris was talking about um, scum not having a lot of force users. As a scum player, do I wish we had more force users? Absolutely. I will gladly take as many force users as you want to cram into our faction. But let's be real, right? When we look at what the scum faction was built to comprise. We look at what the scum faction was built to do. They're bounty hunters. Until like late Clone Wars into Rebels and Resistance. There weren't any. Like we didn't Assaj you're gonna have to help me on this because I'm not a resistance or rebels guy. But when did Assage enter the the bounty hunter second. It was
2: it was mid clone wars basically is when okay. she answered she it, yeah.
1: Yep. So so we didn't when we look at where the game has been, we got Jedi right at the beginning of 2.0. Right? That's when we entered the the republic factions. And Clone Wars is the the tail end of the republic. Right? Because yeah. Order Order sixty six is the basically what I consider to be the end of the Republic yeah. and the start of them becoming the Galactic Empire. Yeah. So when we look at that, that's that's a lot of pilots. Like especially when you look at like the original trilogy, which is where a lot of the game originates. Um, Scum doesn't have Force users. Scum has never had Force users. That's why Scum has illicit slots because we have to compete somehow. Um, and when we look at Resistance realistically, other than Kylo Ren and Ray, there really aren't a whole lot of Force users when we look at like, the, the, the secondary trilogy as well, when we look at the, the newer films. So yeah. I, as much as I would love to have more, by all means, bring it. I, Scum is already a strong enough faction without Force users. And we've seen, as represented in, say, like Boba, when you give someone who was built to be strong without a Force user a force point it it becomes it makes that single act of of war a non like a non-functioning play experience no one likes playing against a a, a Boba Fett with a with a, a force mod. it just doesn't work that were they were built to be strong without the force adding the force almost always makes certain pilots and certain ships that were already top tier ridiculous so I don't think that scum needs it. <laughs> um, Resistance has enough token. Um, oh, what is it? What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, economy. Token economy. They have enough economy of sharing actions and sharing tokens between ships. When you look at like Hera paired with Jin paired with whoever oh,
2: you mean rebels yeah yeah well, oh
1: yeah that's rebel sorry but even resistance when you look at death ray and how her and finn work together and the the amount of just forgive the term because it's family show but the amount of bullshittery they can do to drop stress when you put the uh, the cruise the resistance crew slot that allows you to, uh, yeah yeah yeah. course on that and you just don't care about stress anyway which I'll, I'll, we'll circle back to this on another episode, Chris, but I want to talk about how deadly objects or deadly obstacles could potentially change the value of Corsell. Yeah. Because before, you just brought, get, or you brought the clouds that gave you stress, and you didn't care. You just ran roughshod through them because you knew she was going to kill the stress at the end of the turn. But now that there is
0: Potential. more
1: negatives to doing it, does that change the value? Different episode, we'll come back to it. But... When we look at the actuality, when we look at not a game, but the fact that this game is based on a universe that exists in its totality, the fact that First Order only has Kylo and Resistance really only has Ray or Leia, because Luke is dead, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> that it fits. It, it just fits. We, they don't need them. Republic so, needs them because without the force users, Republic is terrible.
0: All right, so, so yep. So Republic aside, and and this is where the question I have comes into play, right? You know, like, and this is what drove me to ask this question, these two questions. Like I got two questions because I'm not a 1.0 you player, and the two of you are. So, <clears throat> a was there equivalent equivalent in 1.0 to force shoots? And I don't want you to answer that yet. I want to get my second question out before I forget it. Right. Um, And my second question is, is when we talk about design space and this and that, and I'm not saying I know better than anybody else, blah, blah, blah. What I am saying though, is when we look at how force points interact and what they truly are, could there not be different styles of upgrades that you could give or different ways to word text that would allow us to not have force points or force users. And it because cause what it almost feels like to me is they wanted to bring a piece of Star Wars into the game to give us the feel, right? Like when you fly Luke, Luke's a two-force user on a two-agility ship. You shoot at him, he can use it, and then regen it. That's how that works. Really amazing, really good. Um, Maul gets three force force, right? I can create a double shot with Maul a little bit um, you know which makes sense right because Maul never dies it seems in the damn show you, nobody <laughs> like wrong. somehow you're he comes back you're we don't know wrong. how you don't have any dick or legs but you come back wow,
2: <laughs> wow that,
1: that went away I didn't think it was going to go <laughs> I'm sorry sure. I, no, I'm sorry side Sci- 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 tangent and we, all, we all wondered it's okay we all wondered you're the only one that knows for sure but we all wondered he's just, just a do- eunuch now it's fine now. <laughs>
0: He's not a eunuch. He doesn't have the lower part of his body. Anyway, how did... Okay, how did he survive, survive underneath that whole thing without the bottom part of him? I'm so sorry. To
1: be, fair, to be fair, at no point have they ever specified the genitalia for his race. You don't know. He could have All a right, dick in here. There
0: Fair enough. You know what? That's fair. But <laughs> logically speaking, he can't shit.
2: And JJ instantly regrets joining this podcast. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do have, for that, I do want to even more than we have already <laughs> tonight. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> we need, we need a whole mall. That's what I want. Disney, give me a mall episode at least that explains all of this crap <laughs> because it doesn't make sense.
1: Put, put it on Disney Plus.
0: Oh, all right. Let's I want go. a mall
1: action figure that I can take apart and, take oh! <laughs> <out of my laughs> and Wait, wait, on they might
0: have those. That's possible. Hold on, we're gonna. I'm gonna Google Google that in a minute after the show. Um. God, we really sidetracked here. Uh, so the two questions sure. was the first question I had was 1.0. What is the equivalent to force? And 2.0. Now that we're in this, right? Could they have used other? formats or different variations of this because like Charles says you start adding force into a faction that doesn't need it with users that we know were in that faction that use force and to me we almost kind they've almost kind of like added too much um, strength and consistency to the game with the force users that it, it feels like you either overprice them or you have to restrict and give them negative consequences for it. And, and, the only, and Asajj is a great example. I was going to say
1: Asajj is the only one that I would argue with because while yes, she's a force point user in scum. When we look at the overall usage of the shadow caster, I use personally, I can't say meta, but I can say that I personally take Katsu over Asajj almost always. Maybe not now because I can't tractor you on a rock, so that might have pushed Asajj a little bit. But having Ketsu be able to, to tractor somebody when they shot at them with the title and then being able to force them to keep that tractor so they can't, you know what I mean? Like I valued Ketsu more than I valued Asajj, even with the force points, because eh, I didn't see the force value there. Uh, and I feel the same way about Kanan on the Hawk, I would take mm. Torkoal Mux or I would take um, palob over Kanan because of their usefulness and they are not reliant on a regenerative resource. They don't ever burn out. palob never loses his ability. Torkoal never loses his ability. If I drain force, I this is me. I'm speaking for me. I'm not speaking for meta. I'm not speaking for anything. I value consistency and the ability to use it without Torkoal happens every turn. He doesn't need a force point. Torkoal
2: happens period. End of story. So I I do have a rebuttal for that, but I'll get to that in a second. So to answer your your original question, Chris, about 1.0, a lot of the pilots that now here in 2.0 that have the force had similar abilities in 1.0 just as their ability. So when they converted those pilots into uh, 2.0, essentially what they did is that in order for them to use the original abilities that they had on 1.0, they now had to spend a force in order for them to use that ability, and namely Asajj of interest. Her ability I, uh, used to give us stress over to a ship that had uh, she had in the turret arc, um, and uh, and mm-hmm. that's how she did it. It just happened, right? You were there, and you got it, period. Um, in 2.0, now you have to use an uh, action, which made her less um, less abusive than she was in 1.0, um, because now you do have to spend that resource with just a force token in order for you to use that particular ability. Now, going back to... Um, can, I, can I rebut
1: something real quick? Yeah. I, I 100% agree with what you're saying for the most part, but when we compare, and I'm going to use one pilot, when you compare Luke Skywalker 1.0 to luke skywalker 2.0 luke skywalker 2.0 is a hundred times better. more powerful with the force yes because in 1.0 it was just when defending you could automatically change a focus to an evade having a passive mod that i could use on offense or defense
2: yeah way better it
1: completely changes with with luke you took your focus for your offense but you made sure that you were set for that Right. Cause he only had focus or target lock. Those were your only actions. You couldn't evade. You yep. couldn't do anything. What was his
0: cost? You got uh, go. He
1: was uh, 28 out of. So you had 100 points to build your list. Uh, he had 28 points. He could use an astromech, a torpedo, and a title. And that was it.
0: Yep. So they gave him a four point increase and two force and a whole different ability.
1: Yep. Yeah. And he is 100 times more powerful in 2.0. If you take that force away from him and you give him this ability in 2.0, no one touches him.
2: Yeah, agreed.
1: Just my my two cents. So, so yes, I agree. They've they've upgraded by adding force, but sometimes the force feels oppressive when you're playing against it.
2: Yeah. So just going back to the comparison, right, between the two pilots on the same chassis, right? So specifically Asaj and and Ketsu, and then I'll go over um the, the HWK pilots. So while, yes, I do agree with you, Ketsu is a better choice overall um, between her and Asajj. I think that if you were to do a direct compare, if, if Asajj was initiative five, I think that she would be a more popular choice than, um, than Ketsu. Because Ketsu shooting at the initiative five, you have a greater chance of initiative killing somebody, especially if you're able to get the tractor ability off to reduce us uh, uh, small base ships. Um, you have a great chance of either inflicting damage or just initiative killing a lower initiative ship um, than Asajj does. Assage is more of a control piece, I think, and in that in that particular part, especially if you compare it with other ships that rely on a ship having a stress token or red token to trigger another type of ability, she's far more reliable that way, or at least to strip off a token off of that. Um, going back to the Hawks, um, while Torkoal and Palop certainly do... Always trigger every turn, assuming that they do have them in the arc. Kanan does as well. You just have to make a choice between either keeping your force for a mod or spending the force to reduce um one red die, which is the potential for one damage to go through on a ship. It's a lot more it, it's a lot more narrow too because it only works in that turret arc on Kanan, whereas Palop and um, and Torkoal is in their firing arcs, which is essentially 180 for them if you have Moldy Crow. I was gonna say um, that's what
1: makes Moldy Crow so expensive. Is yeah, the, exactly. Uh, the addition of an arc.
2: Yeah, exactly. So in that case, yes, they're a little more powerful than Kanan for that because they have a wider range. But um, if you're able to add on a second force onto Kanan, that is now two die shots or two attacks that you can potentially reduce by one, uh, which can it's basically um, think of it as two whole upgrades, basically, um, that you're you're potentially saving your your friendly ship from taking, you know, two Mm -hmm. additional damage. And you could do that. At least once every two turns, if not once a turn all the time with Ganon. So in that particular case, he, the, the force user is better because he does have that resource and the potential to gain that even more of that resource to make that ability even better. And I think personally, that's one of the reasons why I love this game so much,
1: because it also varies on play style. Yeah. Right for me there's very rarely a turn I don't take a focus unless I don't have a shot and I have someone in in range, I'll take a target lock. But if I have a shot, I'm taking a focus. Um, If we make a comparison just real quick for assage purposes, because I want to get your opinion, both you and Chris, right? Because we're talking the expanse between 1.0 and 2.0, because we didn't have force until 2.0, right? So when we look at 1.0 assage. 1.0 Asajj was 37 points out of 100, so one a little more than one-third of your list naked. No upgrades, no nothing. Um, at the start of combat phase, uh, you may choose a ship at range 1-2. If it is inside your mobile firing arc, assign one stress to it. Just straight out, assign a stress. That was it.
0: Was your mobile firing arc a 360?
2: No.
1: No. Or was Asajj. Asajj was mm. the first 1.0 ship. Yeah. That had the mobile arc before Asajj, every 1.0 ship that had a turret had a 360 degree arc. Asajj was the the Shadowcaster. excuse me, was the first ship in 1.0 to introduce the rotation of your arc um, model. And I think to be fair, I don't know because I don't talk to people from AMG, but I think this was a a (coughs) design space test to see how that ability would work. To be implemented further into 2.0 and just remove the 360 turret altogether. Um, but so 1.0 was just if you're at one, two, you got to stress. It's all it needed. One, two in my mobile arc, you got to stress. That was it. Um, and there was no, your mobile arc was three dice static. There was no secondary shot out the front. There was nothing. If it was, you had three dice that you could spin wherever you wanted it. When we look at Asajj for 2.0, it's at the start of engagement, you choose a ship, and it's, again, in your mobile arc uh, at range zero two. 2 But now you have to spend a force. And if you do, that ship gains a stress token unless it removes one green token. Because she's I-4, yes, that, that can hurt, but I'll take the guaranteed stress over you getting the choice. Because when you start pairing that with the abilities that go that, you know, like triple zero and BT one and well, BT one's a dark side upgrade, but still when you start pairing it with abilities that trigger on stress, this is an easy choice. I'll give up a green before I give you a free crit. I'll give up a green before I give you, you know, a, an additional calculate on one of your ships. I will do whatever it takes to not do it. Assage 1.0 was, you just got the stress period. If you had the stress, then all my other stuff triggers and you got it. If you were dumb enough to get zero two and in my mobile arc, here's your stress. Welcome to welcome to the painville, because I'm about to make it hurt. So I think 1.0 with no force, ability-wise, is more powerful. Now defensive capabilities, she's much more powerful with the force. But in 1.0, you could have two illicit slots, and you could run double glitter stim. Which glitter stim is better than the force all day? Because <laughs> yeah. glitter stim was just if you rolled a focus, it became a hit or an evade.
0: Welcome to Pound Town, Painville. Okay. I did not say Pound Town, <laughs> but you meant to. You were. I that. almost,
2: I almost
1: did, and I changed it because that's mm-hmm. not where we're going with this. It is a
0: sage. All right. So let's move on
1: <laughs> Fair
0: a little bit in. And, and we don't have to belabor this too much. Um,
1: You're not wrong, Greg. You're not wrong.
0: So what the iconic aspect of the forces for Star Wars is huge, right? Like, Absolutely. come on for, for Christ's sake, let's not deny that. And, and that's, it's funny because back in my destiny days, Um, There was a podcast I listened to that when the Mandalorian was first coming out and they were doing like after dark episodes about uh, spoilers and Mandalorian, which we might do for Boba Fett. I haven't talked to these guys yet, but um, I really want to do a spoiler show for um, Boba Fett because I'm uh, that's how excited I am. So I love that show already. And that's a tangent in of itself (laughs) that we're not going to get into because There's spoilers to come in. But the guy basically bitched about because Star Wars is based on force. And that's, like I said earlier, what I felt was they feel like they're introducing this mechanic into a game that's really popular. That's a lot of people because of the, you know, iconic aspect of it. So now that we've kind of talked about the, the other things, the only thing we've really missed right is the <laughs> no Greg um there's not that many hot people on Star Wars but um <laughs> you're specious, you're specious. Nope,
1: nope. <laughs> win. I put Jabba on the YV triple six good luck Greg
0: <laughs> all right and you're really dis- this is horribly distracting tonight all right, all right all right all all right focus 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 back to the show um so when we talk about damn it now I don't even know where I was going with that like I'm so derailed but the, the point <laughs> my God I'm not even stone um
2: <laughs> so yes so you're saying that you know Star Wars is based on the force
0: yes so, so it's this iconic nature that they want to bring into the game and the problem is is there's not as many force users as, as you would think right? you know, in the game that can make it powerful. And yet in turn, this mechanic actually becomes a little bit more powerful than other mechanics. And the question I have, right, is should we be toning down the force part of it? Like what it does to interact with other pieces or what it gives you? Because, and I'll use... The charge ratio because look at boba fett boba fett's insanely powerful because you get re-rolls as zero to one no matter what there's no charges force is a step down from that you get to use your charge on any dice to some extent um depending on your use but at least on any paint you get to use it so you're either changing a focus to an evade a focus to a hit or a hit to a crit, depending on who you are, or a blank to a crit if you're fucking Vader, um, and which is a dumb idea. I don't know who thought of that. Um, but again, so should we be toning this force potential down? And if we're going to go into a full reset, which to some extent we're seeing almost a full reset, should we be considering that in our fo- our first token use? So,
2: so two prong, right? So I think that the reason why um, th- you know they they'd like to try to um, expand sh- like users that use that provide the force and have abilities that are force dependent is just for the design space um, to make it more thematic for that card. Um, just to kind of like give that flavor right to the game right especially when they're introducing a new character or crew to 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 the game and just give them that ability so that way it feels like that character is really participating in the game Um, that's the point of view that i see that amg tries to do whenever they're they're making new characters and introducing them to the game on the flip side as far as balancing the game honestly i think that yes they do need to tone the amount uh or at least the potential for those um for those cards to work in the game and the way that they could do it is restrictions right um have um like faction only uh like cards you know for Savage press for instance you can have uh an ability that works only for separatists and then a separate of savantra press that works specifically for scum because during the, although they're the same person they're not necessarily in the same part of their arc um and they they work differently i mean you look at boca 10 um as a pilot she has completely different abilities depending on what faction she's working with right and i think that the force users or at least the crew could work the same um and it makes it easier to balance that way because although one ability can really open up a particular faction because they didn't have access to that ability prior to that when you start mixing in you know particularly with scum right now because scum is one of the larger factions in the game just right behind rebels um you start running to that space where you you develop a really good card that has a a medium power level um for a particular faction namely separatists and then you mix it into scum and it becomes like an a tier upgrade so it it, how do you balance that right and for me it's just separating the card making two separate crew cards to adjust for that the other part of it is something that they're already exploring with now um for the child for instance you know you have force charges um that you can use that are not reoccurring right in order for you to do that you have to um you have to suffer a penalty for it or at least use a particular action of some sort to recover that particular charge to use in the future in the child's case in order for you to recover the force on the child you have to suffer damage in order for you to regain that force so that to me is kind of a balancing act and i think that they could further introduce that with other characters thematically the Chiss, for instance um, that uh, the force users for the just that you know they they use their hey, force and then hey, use their ability. Hey.
0: So they're not technically force users.
2: Uh, Thrawn disagrees with you. Anyway, no,
0: he does not. <laughs> he does not disagree with me.
2: <laughs> Thrawn disagrees with everything
1: because he's Thrawn.
0: No, Thrawn usually I'll sponsor. Uh, All right, so yes, third sight. Is not technically the force, even if we all know and our all-knowing, reading minds know they're pretty much the same. And JJ, if you have not, have you read the High Republic books? Not yet, no. Okay, so your goal for this year is to read them yes. sooner <laughs> than later. He gave and, you a reading list. Get on it. It's not that serious because hey. we could we could start a book like podcasts about service books. I, I would do that. You know how many of those books i read every year a lot wait
1: wait hold on are we are we talking about even including legends
0: oh absolutely yes
1: because okay. i've read almost all of those yeah i could do a podcast on the young jedi knight series that one was really good
0: yeah i i agree with you i thought that was a good series too but again we're getting let's i want to get into lists a minute so charles yeah. any last thoughts on the forest before we move on it's good. Okay.
1: I mean, we all know it's good. And There's not a downside to it, other than it makes things, like it takes things. When it when it becomes too good, it makes it a negative experience for both the person playing against it and the person trying to play it. Uh, case in point, Luke Gunner. Luke Gunner's great, but Luke Gunner's so good that no one ever gets to play it because no one wants to commit twenty six points to uh, to a single upgrade. So we don't get to see it. We don't get to have the fun with it unless you're building your list specifically for that.
0: All right. So why don't we get into the list that we were given uh, first. And so the idea here is, is what we wanted to do is um, newer players or people that want some recommendations on different list type building is um, to kind of go through each list. And the idea here is not to go through just specific meta lists per se, right? But lists where we talk about um, how we can help newer players as they enter the game um, find a list that they find fun based on what they currently have. So uh, this was submitted by
1: well, Ghost, uh, Cat, Ghost Cat. Thank you,
0: mm-hmm. Ghost, Ghost Cat. Cat. All right. This is submitted by Ghost Cat. This essentially is a list. They they run um Rebel and Empire right now. Um, I believe is the two main lists that they have. And this is a list that they had where they said, Hey, here you go. What do you think of this? So the first thing I have to say is you're missing 54 points. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, but I don't know how how do you want to go about this, JJ?
2: So, um, so it, it depends on what other ships he has available to him, right? Because you can either really quick this out to um, to include like extra upgrades on here, or you can add more uh, more ships to it. Now, what's particularly really good about the ships they've chosen is that these ships are really, really action efficient. Um, every single one of ships, uh, one of these ships are, have the ability to stand on its own with no upgrades by itself. So you can um, you can add on if you have a second X wing, put on wedge and here, and you're good. Every single one of these ships will pretty much have a single, if not double, mod um, every turn to uh, to attack. Now, if you um, one of my my favorite archetypes that I ran for a while is a double B wing list. Um, so what you can do is actually add on. 10 num um, in the B wing here uh, with no other upgrades. And then for the loop skywalker, you can actually fit uh, proton ion torpedoes. Um, on him, and now you have a control piece to help set up your B-wings for a close-range attack, and uh, Jake Farrell can um, kind of zip and zoom right behind those B-wings to provide the focus actions um, whenever they need to, to reposition, and then they can either take a tar clock if they want to, um, or uh, or just stay put, and they, they can be very, very effective that way. Um, yeah, there you go. And then
1: just add on. I, the, I, the I just Cat, don't listen to him. Don't ten num is terrible. Don't ever use ten num. He is just awful. Don't ever bring that anywhere. He is terrible.
2: <laughs> no one ever plays lies. It. <laughs> lies. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, that's that's all great. What I would do in this case, um, and I don't play rebel, so I will go. I will start this with like the little asterisk on the screen, the disclaimer. This person has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Rebel. Um, I've tried running a Rebel squad before. It's terrible. It's a train wreck. Um, um, I would put R2 uh, on Luke just because theme. uh, And that's strictly why there. I don't know that I would give Luke any sort of force upgrade because you want to keep his force uh, available as, as much as possible, so I don't see doing that at all. Um, I do want to give him Proton Torps again theme um, because that's how I roll. Um, on the B-Wing, Braylin is, uh, if you are stressed, you may reroll up to two dice. Um, that just adds a gunner slot. B-Wings are so good without being loaded down with upgrades. I don't know that I would put anything on Braylin um, I don't know that I would put anything on Jake. Um I pop possibly can it fit? It can. Um just for the heck of it, maybe Zeb uh, in the attack shuttle or
2: the attack shuttle doesn't have a yeah. coordinate, does it? Uh no, only no. the Sheetha Beach Shuttle has not so, um, just going by like his comment, because he's in the chat right now, he said that he, he was interested to see what kind of upgrades uh, would be really good for this particular list. Now, I'm assuming that you do have the Hot Shots and Aces pack, uh, which would give you the Stabilized S-Foils. Um, if you don't, pack. good luck finding it. Or if you don't have it, then the, uh, the newer Phoenix Cell Pack also has the S-Foils uh, there, so that way you can at least equip a cannon onto the B-Wing with the S-Foils. Now... The only problem with um, fully loading out these particular ships as is is that you do have so many points that these ships, um, with the exception of Luke, aren't really good points fortresses. And now what I mean by that is that if your ships get concentrated fire on them um, and they die before they can either take a shot or take only one shot, then you've invested a lot of points onto that one ship um, that that could end up. Maybe firing once in the entire game and then just die, uh, which you don't want to do that. Now, what's great about the Rebels is that they are very efficient on their own base without, you know, adding so much upgrades onto them where you can still run them and be really effective. And it doesn't hurt as much when you lose one of those ships because you still have, um, other ships that can still take on the load and return fire and still be really effective that way. Um, but if you still wanted to load out these ships, um, definitely add in a cannon onto Braylon. Um, my personal favorite is Marksmanship and auto blasters, um, because he has that natural reroll when he gets stressed. And then uh, if you want to make sure that he can survive, you can either add a shield upgrade, which is really cheap, onto, um, onto Braylon and that should give him at least one additional health there. And then on Luke, um, adding uh, Proton Torpedoes and Instinctive Aim and then maybe Afterburners on Luke helps him to really get in uh, aggressively um, from the flank, boost in with the s was closed, and then he can Instinctive Aim a Proton Torpedo shot um, if you want to be ultra-aggressive and and still be really good. And then Jake with a uh, Proton Rocket is a fantastic... Uh, choice for him because he always gets a focus pretty much every time and then you can mix and match different upgrades on him that way i like it's it's an a-wing thing but i don't know
1: that people run it um i don't know if Nobby is still in the chat or not um but i have always been partial and i've always wanted to see like marksmanship predator combo because they yeah. both require the bullseye so being able to have the predator reroll as well as the marksmanship auto change um on someone like say jake or on any on any A-Wing, for that matter, um, I think is is a pretty solid choice as well, um, just because you're trying to build efficiency. So if you can have your focus, Predator gives you a re-roll, Marksmanship gives you that. Um, another one that I've run on A-Wings and I like is Composure, uh, just because you want to try and arc dodge as much as you can, but if you can't arc dodge uh, and fail the, the boost because someone plans to block you, like, say, JJ, um, and is really, really good at blocking... Um, you can try to arc dodge, and if you fail, you can still take your focus action so you're not left without, through a failed action. Um, But that is honestly more Mm. of a play style suggestion because I suck at boosting. Uh, So when I fail a boost, it's really nice to to get a focus as a backup.
0: So if it's me, there's two ways you can go with this, right? So you can go, if we want to go a little bit more beefy, you can add Hera Cindula in the B, wing not the A Wing, 100% in the B Wing. And I, a testament to all of that. And then for your cannons, what you can do is you can add, and here's where everything gets dicey because I don't have enough to add cannons to both of them. But I would typically probably add the Ion Cannon and leave Hera naked again because luke's cost <laughs> is a little so
1: sorry just thinking of uh, greg's yeah. comment earlier and leaving hera naked just saying
2: <laughs> i i um, think that uh that you're right with hera um honestly because braylon can get the double mounted shots uh off you're better off putting the, the cannon on braylon and hera can just work as that support piece yeah, yeah i think you're 100 right on yeah.
0: that so so th- this, this is a little bit easy, especially if you own that one uh, specific pack, right? You know, if you own whatever the Phoenix Squadron pack, this is easy to do. The other option you have is you can look at this and you can go, okay, well, if you want to be a little bit more upgrade dependent, um, you can have a second A-Wing and you can put um, Wedge and Tilly's in the other A-Wing. And now you got 13 points left to play with, right? Now... You can kind of choose where you want to put your points. And again, pockets are pretty, are, are, are a pretty decent choice, you know, here, especially on Jake. Um, some of me says is you might put them here instead on this one. You still got eight points left. You could put a missile on Luke. I'll be honest. I don't put missiles on Luke. I run Luke KG, kind of like soon. So Charles's favorite pilot in the world. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, typically I will put something like 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 you said, either a marksmanship uh, is a good one. You could change this out to an auto blaster or a tractor beam. I don't like tractor beam because that's not my play style. Nobody um, does anymore. <laughs> you know, and yet with the new rules, I don't know if I would do that. But moving to an auto blaster allows you to put Jake with pockets along with wedge or, you know, if you really want to be... You know, pushy, you can put Hera back, right? And you can drop your rockets. And now you're back to Hera, you know, either in an A-wing or a B-wing. They're the exact same points, period. Um, But my big thing is I I don't like auto-blasters, but that's me personally not on the ship. I like the Ion Cannon for the control. The other option you could do is if you really want to be... um. The problem is is if people know this combo, it's a little bit harder, but you could put um Gavin, right? Yeah, Gavin right in uh, here is solid choice. Yep. And Gavin allow Gavin allows you to have marksmanship and an ion cannon, Jake, and here you could drop marksmanship, you can drop down to auto blasters, and now you got four points to put on Jake. Or on Gavin, whichever whichever you want. Or on Luke if you if you if you really want those ion torps. I don't put ion torps on Luke though, personally. That's just not me. I, I don't do that. Um, Events
2: proton would be really good too if you can spare the extra point.
0: You can't. <laughs> so yeah. Luke is that sixty point piece that is like you I guess you could drop down to Jamie and Bean. I wouldn't do that though. If it yeah. were so the only issue I have with, with Gavin is so this is a more beefy in, in in its aspect. And this is where you probably just go, I'm just gonna go with the Ion Cannon. Um or sync laser cannon, you could do that too. Ion cannon, and then I would probably put um either predator or really I put marksmanship over predator all the time. Um so anyway, so there's that. The other list that we got was a double fire spray list um, from me. Um, <laughs> so I didn't know if anybody would put any lists in there. So Let's do it. Um, essentially the list that I had talked with John about was we come in with Django Zam, which is a little bit more of a strip down on Django. We're putting Count Dooku, Conternet, and Treacherous. And on Zam, we're putting Treacherous, Fault, or. Uh, false transponder codes, proton bombs, and perceptive co-pilot.
2: Okay. Um, is this something you're planning for, at LVO?
0: Maybe. I haven't. I, I've played a lot of double fire sprays. If you're and, new to
1: the podcast, welcome to the indecision hour. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> the issue I'm having with, I so I wanted to run, JJ, so long story short, I wanted to run my droids, what? I've been cautioned because I've never played in a six round tournament before that running an eight ship list is silly for me, even yes, though sexy. that technically is what, um, I have been running in my locals, uh, for the last two months. Plus I've been running it online with our group and, um, uh, whatever tournament we're in, we were in, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I found with the independent calculates, I've had a lot of success, um, but the bigger issue I have, right, is if I go to a tournament, the other two lists I've been thinking of is either Jango Zam, which I've done very well with, or I've been thinking of running Zam, Grievous, um, DBS 404. But I own two fire sprays. This seems very easy. I can run this and either it'll do good or it won't. And then I'll get to play in Sunday doing something else. <laughs>
1: Well, I can tell you, as again, my experience with fire sprays is a little different than than resistance or not resistance. I'm sorry, separatist. Uh, because I fly scum fire sprays uh, almost exclusively. Um, I fly scum almost exclusively, um, except for my dabbling in republic. But dual fire spray is always a solid list. and and the reason, they don't require synergy. They don't require range. They don't require anything. They are designed to be a solitary ship. So they don't, like, for instance, and I'll just, JJ, last night I had Amon Boba, and they were never near each other during the entire game. They were always within range three of each other so that I had overlapping fire arcs on some ships. Uh, But they didn't work together. There was no synergy between them. They were built to run as two individual machines. uh, And they did so very well. Um, And I kind of feel the same way about Separatist Fire Sprays. They work uh, amazing by themselves. Um, And so having two single ships that are tanks in and of themselves uh, that run well by themselves is is always a win-win situation. I think this is a strong list the way you've got it built out um I think the only thing that I might change and I'm just I'm checking a price real quick before I stick my foot in my mouth um I might because I might bring seismics over counter nets but that's just me personally yeah um, that was
2: that was my suggestion yeah my thought process too I just
1: I especially right now with with dangerous rocks um I you, you open it up for yourself, um, but because people are trying to avoid the rocks or stay close to them without hitting them, uh, it gives you a much wider array for damage because you get a range one on the rock rather than the range one on the bomb. Um, and if you set your rocks up right, um, you can drop one right in the middle of three rocks and have, you know, a pretty wide blast radius. Uh, so, just me personally, I prefer them over the nets. and I flew Connor, I flew Conternets on the V wings. I love nets, but their odd shape has screwed the pooch so hard for me on more than one occasion where I dropped it, thinking it was going to go, but because of the hourglass shape and it's not, you know, a standard size, it's it's weird shaped. It's hard to judge. Um, whereas the the square that is the uh, the seismic is a little more comfortable for for distance judging personally
0: yeah and the only different the only idea we had in the nets was to stop people from trying to chase Django that was it other than that like really seismics do work better so the question becomes too is like the problem is is you can't fit two hull upgrades on here with everything else you know so the biggest issue there, I lost the soup thing. Yeah, is. All right. The biggest issue, right, is that I would rather have hall upgrades, but is two health really worth it? I don't know. That's the problem. If, if hall Grades were not five points on them, it would be a little different.
1: Uh, just out of curiosity, so, if, if I could just throw this out there, just on a, a side note jj i want to ask a question of you because i don't know and i'll ask chris as well off the top of my head um the zam fire spray Mm -hmm. changing that out for maul with uh and then putting dooku on maul and putting zam on Django. so you have two ships with double shots on each ship right because maul can shoot twice with his native ability and giving zam to Django to have a double shot potentially front back um. Uh, would that be stronger on a list than a double fire spray? And would no, it, I would it free up some points moving to Zam crew instead of Zam pilot uh, to be still- able to get them out a little differently?
2: So it definitely does open up the points um, because you're able to fit a lot more upgrades um, with um, with Darth Maul instead of Zam on it. The problem you start running into, and um, and it was kind of an issue in our match last night, was that um, Maul then becomes limited to um, in his movement. Right, because you you can that boost ability on the fire spray, and since it is a medium base, allows you to get around the board a lot better than a large base can. Um, and then on top of that, uh, Django, or sorry not Django, um, Mall becomes action locked a lot of times because you want to reposition. Um, but then it's a red reposition, right? It's a red barrel roll with no way to modify that into a white. So while it can save you on points, um, and Mall can definitely be strong if you can keep him on target. If you start facing other ships that can reposition, Maul's going to have a hard time keeping time on target on that on those ships. So I think that Zam is a better call um, for this particular type of archetype. type um where you can have the front and rear and you can make them chase you and drop bombs behind you to punish them for chasing and i think you have better time on target for that not only that but you can drop a
1: bomb to deal the damage with the protons and then have zam do the the double shot out the back so that's three sources of damage in a round if you plan it appropriately
2: yeah now my preference for bombs over protons is actually seismics with munitions fails, or sorry, not munitions, delay fuses, because you can kind of gauge where the enemy is going to come. And that ends up being like an area of denial um, for possibly two turns. And I tend to try to do that um, when I set up my obstacles, put it in a tight cluster. So that way, when I drop off my seismics, it's a huge area where you can affect using that um, that seismic charge. Um, And then later on, that opens up the late game when you need to zoom in through the center and, like, get out, right? And you have no obstacles there. That makes it a lot easier for Sam or Jago to maneuver through. Um, So that's typically how I like to run the bombs. Yeah,
0: because at least 13 points left over.
2: And. And to be fair, I would actually put Zam on Maul and Duku on Django, mainly because you want to. um yeah, wait, but Dooku? you
0: can't double tap twice.
2: Right. Exactly. However, Zam's ability, uh, whenever Jango or whenever Maul gets but hit, you don't, he can take you a don't target have to then two force to double tap. Yeah, there's that, and you also get a target luck, right? for those initial shots that that come in so that acts as another mod for maul and then on top of that dooku's ability only triggers when all your force is fully um is full so you you, although you get that extra force with uh with dooku on maul you're if you're missing a force then you're no longer able to use dooku whereas with uh with him on django since that's the only force you're able to uh, reliably do that every turn if you need to
0: So then with the extra points, do you put Slave 1 and put um, Suppressive Gunner?
2: Yep, that's that's a very good call. Yep.
0: Or do you put Veteran Tail Gunner on?
2: No, I'd rather do Suppressive Gunner. Or heck, even Hotshot Gunner. Um. With Django's ability, you can, especially if they roll a, like a single focus and they're focused, you can reduce. Assuming that you have, you meet the criteria for his ability, you can change a focus result down to a blank, and then they can't spend their focus. And then with uh, Hotshot Tailgunner, now they lose that focus on top of yeah, that. but they and don't have they a turret.
0: There's no turret.
2: Oh yeah, true. Good call. I forgot. I forgot that's turret art only. Yeah. No, but Suppressive Gunner is a better call, I think. Fair enough. Additionally, you can do Elusive and Contraband on Django. Say again? Elusive and Contraband on on Django.
0: Uh, But, you know, I guess. But the the amount of times I'm going to use Elusive is probably once a game. Like, I'm going to do a 4K once a game. I don't typically do turnaround menu with my fire sprays, in all fairness. And if you do that, you have to drop something. You have to drop the hull upgrade. I guess you drop the hull upgrade on Paul.
1: I guess, and and this is me again as a a scum fire spray player, without the uh, Django Slave 1 title. Mm there's really never a reason to do a turnaround because you've got the same shot out the back that you do out the front. You've got three out the back, three out the front. There's never a reason why you need to K-turn. Um, the Django Slave One title gives you a bonus if you're shooting out of your front arc. Um, so that's good. Or if you have, uh, is it Marauder that gives you the re-roll out of the rear arc? So yeah, you, that's might, you might You might You might K-t- K-turn. Yeah, right. I'm speaking for scum. That is the only time that I can think of where I might want to K-turn, so I'm firing out of my rear arc instead of my front arc at your ship. But other than that, there's really not a reason why you would sloop or why you would K-turn, because the back firing arc is identical to the front of firing arc. There's no downside to shooting out of the back arc. And you get bombs. So you want to be shooting out of the back arc as much as you can.
2: Yeah, and then for your uh, mall instead of the, um, the protons with... Um with the delayed, just um, change it to thermals. They're they're more effective that way. Are they, though? Yeah. I caught you with all Once? except one. <laughs> I caught you with all except one, I'm going to say. Yeah, you caught yourself with a couple, too. Hey, but I still caught you,
1: though. <laughs> by, by, like, by like this much, it uh, looked like it was nubs only. Woo.
0: It was great. Uh, well, all right. With that being said, we're gonna wrap up the show tonight. Next week we will cover our um construct the death star list with JJ because we didn't get to do that tonight. Yep. And that's my fault. because no, I not. want to talk about first users.
1: We all tangented so hard <laughs> on this episode. This is we need to change
2: the title of this episode to, to tangents RS. <laughs> I mean, next to uh, this week, we got the the trilogy tournament starting uh, with Nobby. Uh, so that's going to be pretty fun to see those matchups. And, uh, yeah, we'll get some of those games on stream. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess make sure you guys t- tag me. So I guess make sure I set some time aside stream. Please, next yeah. week's our help from all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week. If you do want to submit a list, um, you're welcome to submit a list to uh, in our Discord. JJ created a list submissions um, tab, and you're welcome to go ahead and submit a list for next week. Um, and we'll we'll cover at least I, I don't know. We'll if if we get submissions, maybe we'll cover one list a week or something like that. Um, if we get enough of them. So you don't need to hear my Django Zam bullshit that nobody wants to run against a negative play experience <laughs> um list all the time but as soon as uh Savage press comes out I am 100 percent running dual um dual scimitars. yep yep it will it will not even it will not even be a question in my mind I will be running that though if they would update Yasby we could actually start building um with the gauntlet fighter because I kind of wonder if I could run a gauntlet fighter and a scimitar together. And how good that would be. Oh yeah. I just don't get that. So
2: yeah. Without a doubt, you'll be able to run to both of them. Yeah.
0: Anyway, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week, nine PM Eastern with more Planning Face Syndicate. We'll be back on Wednesday with our community stream. If you want to join us, click and sign up in the Google Sheets list and we'll get you on stream. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah.